This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. And today I want to speak to us about how do we create or cultivate a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives. And I, I, I want to start off by saying that each and every one of us, if you have, are born again, if you have put your faith in Jesus, if you've responded to God's leading and, and speaking into your life, you can hear God's voice. Many of us say, well, it's only for special deluxe Christians that they can hear God's voice, but the fact that you responded to God's invitation, God's nudging on your heart, that conviction, that sense of saying, Lord, I need you, that was the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And so I'm hoping that at the end of today's message, you and I would be able to have this settled in our hearts and minds, that we can hear God's voice and we can be aware of what He says. We cannot save ourselves. None of us found God. I just want to let you know. You know, none of us said, well, I'm setting off on a journey to find God. Actually, all of us at some point stumble and then realize God's right there with us and He he found us. We didn't find him, find him. And so I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is central to our relationship with God. It begins, salvation begins with an encounter of the Holy Spirit being drawn to God and being able to encounter His love and grace and goodness. But it is also the central person through whom we experience and express our relationship with God. Everything flows from our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every triumph we experience... Every victory, every enablement, every gift of grace that we encounter is by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is God on the earth today. As we'll see a little bit later, Jesus says he had to go so that he would be able to send for us the Holy Spirit as a down payment. How, is, how amazing is this uh, thought? That if you and I have received God, uh, that God has given us an inheritance and the down payment, i.e. the guarantee that we will have an inheritance in God, is actually that He has given us God Himself, the Holy Spirit, to reside in us. That is a powerful, mind-boggling idea. And I've been trying to think of ways in which to be able to express that or experience that or help you and I to come to know it. Because what I've realized is many of us, find ourselves so easily just going through the motions. And I'm trusting that today you and I would become more aware of what God is saying and doing, a greater awareness. Have you ever been walking maybe in a a shopping mall or just been sitting at home and someone said to you, can you hear that song? And all of a sudden you, you, you are awakened from your distraction and you focus in and you're only like, oh, what a beautiful song. Or maybe a, a, a smell that was there, but you weren't aware of it. it. I believe that God wants you and I to heighten in our awareness. And just like that song that's playing that we now become aware of, you and I can become aware of God's presence. And I was thinking of a bit of an illustration for, for that. And one of the things I thought of was um, using a tuning fork. Initially, I thought of it was a pitchfork, so I was Googling, what's pitchforks? Like, no, pitchforks is for, hey, you know, it's like, I don't get to, this. the Holy Spirit is not like a pitchfork, uh, the Holy Spirit is like a tuning fork. 
And I'm going to ask Bertis to be my, my lovely assistant today, to be my... Uh, but now, what you need to understand about a tuning fork is that each one of these uh, particular instruments are used to tune musical instruments. The orchestra, however many people they may be, the conductor would start off and let the, the, the you know, fork ring, and they would begin to tune to this one frequency so that everyone would be in harmony and everyone would be in tune. So while Bertus is here... I'm, I'm going to ask him, this is, I'm, I'm being like a doctor here. The doctors are looking at me. You're doing it wrong, Gareth. But no, I'm, I, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Yeah, I can. So just a little bit more there. Now, I'm going, to let you, I'm going to let him hear it even better by doing the following. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> now, there's an even better way of hearing it. I'm going to let this frequency fill your whole head. I feel like a magician. I should roll up my nothing and my sleeves, you know, I feel like a little bit like that. But what you and I can do, if you can do this. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> your whole head gets filled with this frequency when it touches the top of your head. If you bring it to the front of your, your head, you can actually hear which ear you are dominant. It's an amazing thing. But a tuning fork is used to be able to become more attuned to what is really there. Many of us, even though I strike it, you cannot hear it, but when it is close to your ear, you can hear exactly what it is. And I want to ask you, and, and what I'm encouraging and hoping to do today, is that you and I would become more aware that we would become in tune with the Holy Spirit in increasing measure. Thank you so much, my assistant. Well done. So... When we think of the, the, the comparison between a tuning fork and the Holy Spirit, the first aspect we could look at is the resonance. It resounds. There is something that moves. There is a sound that rings out. And, and you and I need to understand that the Holy Spirit is at all times and in every way speaking. There is a frequency, a sound of heaven that God wants you and I to become aware of. And God wants us to open our hearts and our minds to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the frequency of heaven for us. But in order for us to become aware of it, what must we do? We need to align ourselves. We need to bring it into view, into contact with our bodies, with who we are within our lives. Else we would never hear it. You can't hear it, but I can hear it. But you and I, when you are born again, as I said, we have access to the Holy Spirit. The second part is that there is precision involved with a tuning fork. This tuning fork is calibrated precisely to resonate at 440 hertz. That means 440 vibrations per second. And the key that it is actually is, is, is the key of A. And all... General Western music is based on this particular aspect, but it is precise. God wants you and I to grow in our precision of being able to hear His voice. There's also a reality of distinction. What, I, what do I mean by that? Is that in the midst of the noise, in the midst of everything that goes, when I'm hearing, I can hear that frequency perfectly. 
an orchestra conductor and, and, and well-known um, musician and drummer, actually, in South Africa. He is the music director at, um, at Hatfield Christian Church. His name is Gerben. He's a, he's a guy from the Netherlands, a Dutch uh, man. He can play 22, 23 different instruments, I believe. If you whistle, he can tell you what frequency you're whistling at. That's how attuned, how distinctively he can discern which notes, which frequencies are being played. But it takes some time of actually inclining my ear. It takes an intentional reality of that. You and I also understand that a tuning fork actually works with vibrations and movements. And so much of our relationship with God is made up of sort of inklings and nudgings of, I just feel like the God, God is, I can't quite touch it, I can't feel it, I can't put my finger on it, but I know God is at work. That's why the Holy Spirit is spoken of like the wind. How does someone come to know God? It's like the wind. We can't really, we, it comes and it goes, but it is at work. We can see it, we can't see the wind, but we can see the effects of the wind. In the same sense for us, the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives through these various vibrations. I have to just put a disclaimer in here. In my bit of research for this message, I stumbled upon some really interesting and crazy, really weird realities around tuning forks and healing and, and the spirit realm. And, and, and I want just, I just want to warn you, don't go down that rabbit hole. You don't need to find some secret hidden frequencies to somehow figure out or come close to God. God's not going to heal you with listening to specific frequencies. Uh, actually, when you and I are in tune with the Holy Spirit, submitted to His Word, in fellowship and communion with His body, we will see God's power and hand in our lives. But God is at work and God is speaking nonetheless. And so you and I need to bring ourselves into that place. But what it also does, a tuning uh, fork also helps us to come into greater harmony with God and with one another. There's nothing worse than trying to make music, or if you're playing an instrument, and there's one string that's out of tune. One instrument. I remember a friend of mine used to, um, you know, her sister actually learned how to play the violin. It was violent, I must tell you, <laughs> listening to, to this person trying to learn Baba Black Sheep in the background while I'm trying to have a conversation. There is a reality of needing to learn to be in tune and in step with the Spirit because God wants us to experience the fullness of what He has for us. And so when we look at our lives, the Holy Spirit is ringing out a true note. He's wanting us to help ourselves to be calibrated, to be set in, in exactly in harmony with Him so that we would experience that. And I'm hoping that today you and I would increase and have a heightened awareness of God's presence and power as we see the Holy Spirit leading us, as we see Him helping us and encouraging us to do specific things, as we also see His power at work in our lives, an increased awareness of God's presence. That's what we want. I don't want more information. I don't want another 
thing that I can say, oh, wow, look at this, and look at, oh, the scientist says this, and this is where it's proven, and this is awesome. Now, I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's really what Jesus wanted to remind us of in John chapter 6, verse 5 to 14. And we're not going to read the entire passage, but I want to just touch on a few of these verses because Jesus begins to talk to his disciples. He says to them, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. And he says, I tell you the truth, it is for your advantage that I go away. The helper, uh, the helper will not, uh, well, sorry, um, I tell you the truth, it is to advance that I go. For if I do not go, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And the Holy Spirit will then be the one that convicts us, as we've seen in our first uh, installment. It's the devil that condemns, but it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. So when you are experiencing God nudging you and saying, oh, that's not a good thing, maybe make adjustments, let's, let's, let's maybe make realign Tune in your, your life to, to what I'm saying and what I'm doing. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to glorify God. It's to bring us into a place where we have the fullness and, and, and experience all that God has for us. I'm amazed that there's so much that I read in this Bible that as I read it over and over again, I realize, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. You ever experienced that? I'm, I'm working through uh, just the moment in my reading, um, just, you know, 1 and 2 Samuel and, and reading again just aspects of David's life. And I'm, there's so many things that I'm like, what? I've never seen this before. And God is speaking to us if we are willing and able to listen to him. And so the Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our guide. He is our teacher. And what I've realized in my experience of God is that God speaking to me often is a, there is an awareness that he's with me, he's right here next to me, and it is a combination of excitement and fear. Have you ever experienced that? Not fear as in like God's going to strike me down. To an extent there is something of that, but there's a holy reverence that says I better wake up, I better sit up, I better be willing to respond because the person that I'm dealing with right now is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the ruler of all the universe. And the fact that he decides to speak to me and to speak to you blows my mind. But as we experience that, often I've experienced God speak to me and I'm not even aware that it's him. I just think it's like I'm going about my daily lives. It's interesting that, that Jacob at this moment that he had this uh, vision of the angels ascending and descending at this place called Bethel. He wakes up and he says, God is in this place, and I was not aware that God is here. And so often we live our lives and we're not aware that God is actually speaking, God is actually at work in our lives. And so as we increase in a heightened awareness of what God is wanting to say and do, we begin to discern what He has to say. Now, it's amazing for me, and I, I, as I've read different people uh, and just different commentators on this particular aspect, it's amazing for me that how, uh, the, the, as big as God is, and how, as, 
as much as he takes up everything in life, I can't imagine why it's so difficult for me to see him and to hear him and to experience him. The creator of all the universe is right here in plain sight, but I cannot see and I'm not aware. So many of us live our lives completely disengaged from what God is saying and doing. But God is right here. He is at work and we are not even aware of it. But God wants us to become more aware of it. And it's amazing for me how these small things, small distractions, you know, my health, my finances, my relationships, my day-to-day things, how those things can so easily distract me from the bigness and the power and the presence of God that is right here available to me. It is amazing for me to see that as believers we live lives where we just glance over, it's just another day, I'm just another prayer, just another moment going through God's, um, you know, going through my day. But God wants us to increase our capacity to recognize His voice. And so, how do we grow in our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit? How do we grow in our awareness of God? Romans 8 verse 14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. I want you to remind you, if you are born again, if you have, this, if you have committed your life to Christ, you are a son and a daughter of God. That's why Romans 8, as we've been looking, we've been adopted as sons and daughters into the family of God, that we would now be no longer led by our fleshly desires, but we will now be led by the Spirit. That is the trademark that all of us carry. That is something that all of us have uh, access to. And God wants us to walk, because we are in Christ, we will walk according to His Word. And this is part of the evidence. If you and I proclaim to be followers of Jesus, sons and daughters of God, by implication, my life needs to be reflect being led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. If you are born again, you walk by the Spirit. You don't walk by the flesh. And we put to death daily those things that would distract us so that we can become more aware of the bigness of God and His purposes in our lives. And so God wants us to walk as He walked. If Jesus has called us out, if our series and our theme for this year is being called out to be followers of Jesus, that make followers of Jesus, if we are disciples that are daily becoming more like our, our King and our Lord, our Teacher, our Master, then surely our lives need to reflect His life in increasing measure. But what did Jesus do? What did Jesus say? In John chapter 5, verse 19 to 20, it says, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For, whatever, for the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. And greater works than these He will show Him, so that you may marvel. Now many of us read this and go, oh, Gareth, that's Jesus. But friends, as we'll see in a minute, every follower of Jesus that's in tune with the Holy Spirit walks in what Jesus has walked in and more. Because that's our portion. That's God's promise. That's God's inheritance. Remember, we've received this down payment, this guarantee that we are sons of God. 
because the Holy Spirit now lives in us. And so God wants us to grow in greater awareness. But I've realized that often we start off our journey with God quite excited and enthusiastic. Anybody remember, you know, that how it was that first few weeks, months, years even of following Jesus? And if you have followed Jesus for any amount of time, there comes a point where you feel in your heart that your passion, your desire beginning to wane. Why does it wane? Why do we find ourselves experiencing burnout to some degree? I believe there's two reasons why we burn out. And a friend of mine at the moment works with uh, missionaries all over um, the world, especially up into Africa and into uh, Asia. And what they found is coming out of COVID, many of their missionaries, people that have been called by God, that are living by faith every single day, trusting God to use them to reach unreached people groups, found themselves being burnt out, saying, I cannot do this. I'm depleted. I'm burnt out. I've got no more, nothing more to give. He said they found two reasons why people burn out. The first one is the obvious one that we always think of. Someone gave more than what they were receiving. You were pouring more out more than what you were receiving. You were overextending yourself. And so many believers begin and we run off into a direction and we are not continuously connected with a body of believers. We're not coming into discipleship and to fellowship. We're not placing ourselves in a, in a position where we can receive as much as we are also giving. But the second one, and this was an epiphany for me, the second reason why people burn out is because we are so full, we're not giving. You get to a place, I'm so full, what's the use of another church celebration? What's the use of another prayer meeting that I need to attend? What's the use of another light group moment or another moment in God's Word, because I have seen it all, I've read it all, I'm so full, but you never ever give to anybody. We're so full listening and hearing and learning that we're never teaching. We're so full receiving the power and the, the, the presence of God in our worship times that we don't actually ever lead anybody else into a time of God's presence and worship. We're so busy being reminded of the fact that God blesses me and He loves me that we never actually tell somebody else that He wants to bless them and that He loves them. And friends, if we want to see a revival, if we want to see a, a set, being set free, if we want to see God's power and presence at work in our lives as a community of faith, we've got to be giving, friends. You and I cannot just come and sit in a row and receive. You know, I was thinking about a pantry, you know, a cupboard where most of your groceries get stored. That cupboard can be so full. If you're never making any meals, what happens to the food inside gets rotten. God wants you and I to be giving as much as we are receiving because God has called us to follow Him, to respond to Him. He wants us to be like sheep that hear His voice. Remember what I shared with you about uh, Jamie Winship. So in tune with the Holy Spirit, so aware of God's frequency in our lives that we, are, we cannot help but respond to His leading. God doesn't want us to um, live just, well, I've heard it all before, but in constant practice, constant outworking, constantly seeking 
the things of God. God wants us to be filled with His Spirit. Followers of Jesus are marked by being full, full of the Spirit. Not full of knowledge, not full of pride, not full of experiences we've had in 1920 when I first met the Lord Jesus. Full of the Spirit, which means we are in step with the Holy Spirit. And I mean, there are so many examples in the book of Acts. I mentioned this to you before. It wasn't just Jesus that walked in the power and the presence of, of, Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, but it was actually His disciples. Very well-known text in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It says, And Peter said to them, this is after he preached the gospel, unbelievers asked this question, What shall we do? And he says to them the following, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Most of us stop there. But he continues to say, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you are saved, you are filled with the Spirit. You receive the Spirit. Acts chapter 4, 29 to 31, it says, And now, Lord, this is the, the disciples speaking. They're under persecution. They're experiencing pressure. Anybody experience some pressure in your life? Anybody like going to work and you feel like people are not so excited about the fact that you follow Jesus? And this is their prayer. Lord, look upon their threats and grant your servants an opportunity to emigrate. <laughs> to escape. Let, Lord, let Jesus, we're about to talk about the book of Revelation. Rapture us, the Lord, Jesus. <laughs> just take me out of here. We had a baptism this morning. Then we should just keep the person down there. So, it's like it's all done. No, 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 no. Grant your servants boldness. To continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to do healings. So God heals when disciples are praying and are filled with the Spirit. And signs and wonders are performed through your disciples, no, through your, the name of your Holy Son, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. There was a vibration. That happened. There was a manifestation of God's presence, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. When you and I are experiencing challenges and trials in our lives, our prayer should not be, Lord Jesus, help me escape. My prayer should be, Holy Spirit, fill me again. Fill me again that I would have boldness. The hallmark of followers of Jesus, that they were full of the Spirit. Acts chapter 6 verse 3, it says, Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom I will appoint, or we will appoint to this duty, speaking about distributing food to the widows and the orphans. Friends, our feeding scheme that we do with Future Forward, and the job creation moments that we do, and the opportunities we have to share with others is not just reserved to somebody that's like, well, you don't have a theology degree, and you're not running some big corporation. It's reserved for people that have full with the Spirit, that have wisdom, that have understanding. So the transformation of society begins when you and I are filled with the Spirit. That is the hallmark of believers. And I love this scenario that happens. 
where, where Philip the evangelist goes into, and I spoke about this last year sometime, where he goes into Samaria, he preaches the gospel, and people are getting saved. Many people receive. It says that earlier in this chapter, it says that, that many people were healed, that they were set free from demons. So people, demons left people with loud cries. Ever been in a church service where something happened and someone was crying out loud? I think recently we had some of those moments. Now we can say, oh no, that's not God. No, no, no. If God wants to do what He wants to do, then He does what He wants to do. But as believers, this is what follows us. But off the back of the gospel being preached, people coming to salvation, the very next thing happens. Philip is not some lone ranger out there because I know some of us have friends and family that believe that they don't need the local church. They don't need to be connected with a broader body. So we go out like lone rangers ready to go and seek and save the lost, which is an important aspect. But Philip, not operating in his own strength, actually calls upon the leaders in Jerusalem and tells them, friends, there's some people that have gotten saved. What do they do? They send with to them John and Peter. In Acts chapter 7, verse 14 to 17, it says, Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, that they may what? Receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Friends, if you are a follower of Jesus, and you have not been water baptized like we witnessed this morning, I want to encourage you to do that. That's a step of obedience to what God has said. I'm a follower of Jesus, we get baptized. That's just a non-negotiable. You don't have to go through baptism class. You don't have to wait till you're ready. I remember one uh, Buddhist uh, you know, person that followed Buddhism got saved in a church in Johannesburg, and he came to his leaders and he said to them, hey, I'm, re- I'm ready to go to the next level. Because in Buddhism, it's all about levels. And they're like, what do you mean levels? It's like, no, I'm ready to get baptized. It's like, no, it's not another level. It's just simply that's what you do when you get saved. You are, full, you are baptized in water, but you are also then filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know many of us feel like we are, are subservient Christians because you're not experiencing things. You know, my walk with the Holy Spirit does not involve necessarily an emotional experience, even though sometimes that is the case. My experience of the Holy Spirit doesn't always mean that I can feel things, but I do feel things when I sometimes encounter the Holy Spirit. In the same sense, friends, some of the manifestations that we experience and see in the New Testament should not keep us from and feel like we are less than because I'm not seeing all of the things that others are experiencing. Someone phoned me yesterday asking me about just this dynamic of speaking in tongues. When I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I still don't speak in tongues. I don't pray in tongues. I don't have the heavenly language, as some people would say. And I know there's different church traditions that will say that you're not really filled with the Spirit unless you speak in tongues. I, I want you to say that our position as a church is that that's not a true representation. Because I know many believers that are filled with the Spirit, expressing the fruit of the Spirit, walking in the ways of God, honoring God, hearing God's voice, and they don't speak in tongues. 
Others would say, well, the only way that I can be filled with the Holy Spirit is if someone lays their hands on me, because this is what we see in this, many of the passages is someone laid hands on them. But there are moments where we see with, with Peter later on, he's in Cornelius' house, and he prays, and then the Holy Spirit falls on everybody. Yeah. That was my experience. This is how I started speaking in tongues. I was sitting behind a drum set at a camp. The guy who was ministering called everyone forward. said, if you want to f- receive the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray for you. I'm busy playing. Others are coming forward. They receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm sitting behind the drums, and I begin to speak in other tongues. So it's not a cookie-cutter process, and you're not less than because you may not have experienced all of those things. The point, though, do you have a hunger, and do you desire for more of God in your life? If that's the position of your heart, God will give you what He sees fit, and then some. And I would much rather leave it up to Him than put Him in a box and say, Lord Jesus, you know, so we, we're going to do three songs, and then we're going to get to the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, and that's a good time for you to move. <laughs> that's not how it works. I'm not going to tell the band, okay, guys, Holy Spirit in E minor, and then we, we're ready to go. That's not how it works. God moves. He blows. He empowers. He gives gifts. It's our job, our responsibility to say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. I want to be aware. And what my experience has been in every single instance, that when we are hungry, when we are seeking, God says, Jesus says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Any one of us that have our hearts inclined to God will reveal himself to, he will reveal himself to us. And so I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, friends. And I'm, gonna, I'm trusting that God would empower us to do that even more so today. So how do we cultivate some of these realities? And I, I know this is very simple. And many of you guys are going, Gareth, this is the third time that you're telling me this. But really, I realize that we don't do it. So there are seven ways that you and I can grow in our awareness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. How we can be filled continuously. First one is actually private worship. It was so funny having this conversation. This is some p- points I got from Brent. Braining was with us this week. Um, and he was asking us as, as a group of leaders, what do we do to be filled, to remain full? And I was amazed at how quiet the room became, even amongst a whole bunch of elders and deacons. It's like, don't ask me. I, I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. It's very simple, friends, but if we can just do this more often. Time in worship. Meditation. I know Eastern world has, has stolen this from us. But meditation on God's word, not on some mantra that I'm trying to come up with or some energies or universe asking me to bring stuff. None of that stuff. Meditation on God's word. Because the more I get God's word in me, the more it comes out of me. Breaking or fellowship. This is so important, friends. Jesus focused friendship. Many of us have friends. But we don't ever talk to them about what God's saying to us in our lives. I want you to enjoy fellowship. I want you to also experience breaking bread regularly. I'm so challenged by this. Often our, our only time we have communion is maybe once a month when we're here, and that might be the Sunday you're here, and then you enjoy it, and that's it. But are you remembering 
Christ's body broken for you, His blood shed for you. Because it's in the midst of that that His presence is with us. Prayer. Time on your knees. Some of my best prayers are prayed when I'm walking because it helps me to focus. But I've realized sometimes it's needed for me to take on a posture that's a little bit less comfortable to help me to experience and encounter God. Serving with your gift. Jesus said that I only do what I see the Father doing. Friends, there are gifts within each of us. Can you imagine if each of us we're so in tune with the Holy Spirit, giving ourselves wholeheartedly to what God is revealing. And all of a sudden, what we would think is sort of, it's like coincidence that I just thought about this, but now God is impacting people's lives. Lastly, that we would look for opportunities to go and to be encouraging others. Friends, the world will be changed when we are spirit-filled followers of Jesus. The world will be changed. I've got proof of this in, in Acts chapter 3, verse 30, 8, verse 31. It says, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It multiplied. A multiplying church happens when it's a spiritful church. Friends, we are already experiencing revival, but the reason why we don't see it manifesting it's because we're not in tune. And so often in my walk with God, what I think is just my natural, oh, I had this thought about this person and I thought I'll just quickly message them. Only to find that they say, wow, man, I can't believe you messaged me. This was exactly what I needed. When I am taking intentional times to say, Lord Jesus, speak to me about someone specific. Remind me of someone that I can encourage. Is there a prayer? Is there a gift? Is there a moment that I can express an experience? Someone once said, you know, when you are, are confronted by helping somebody that, for instance, is going through a, a uh, financial challenge, there are normally one of two ways we can approach it. First of all, is we can say, Lord Jesus, are you leading me to be generous to help this person, to give towards their situation? Or are you helping or leading me to actually encourage them that they would work and apply themselves and be faithful stewards of what they have? Because both of those things are the leading of the Holy Spirit. Our job is to discern which way we're supposed to go. In the same way, friends, God is speaking through to you and I on an ongoing basis. But you know what I've realized? The reason why we, we're not aware of what all the things that God is doing is because we don't actually ever take time to think, okay, so I prayed for this person and I encouraged that one and I was, I was generous towards that one. One of the best ways to discover where you and I have been doing that intentionally is actually to ask somebody around us to tell us about ways in which we have been impacting their lives. So I want to quickly take a, I'm going to give you a license, even those of you watching online, you can quickly take out your phone for a second. Could you quickly do that for me? opportunity for you in church to be stoked you can bring it out there now don't look at your whatsapp messages don't check your email what i would like you to do is i would like you to quickly send a message to somebody that has impacted your life where you realize wow this person they're always encouraging me 
Maybe that was, you know, that there was that time when I, was, I needed flowers and you brought me flowers. And I was so impacted by that. Just send a word of encouragement to that person because what's going to happen is that person is going to realize that God is at work in their lives. And I'm hoping if you've been involved with other people or you've been obedient to God that you might get some messages now. But just take a moment to share that. Just say, thank you so much. You're such a blessing to me. When you did this and this, it impacted my life. Let's take the moment to do that quickly. Hey, there's already things going off here. I'm loving it. When you gather in your light group, do the same exercise. Take a moment to share with one another. You know, when, when you pray, I always know I can ask you to pray because I know you're praying. Oh, you know, you're always taking care of the kids. You're always offering to bring meals. There's different ways that we can build one another up so that we can become more aware of the fact that God is working amongst us as followers of Jesus. Now, you don't have to write an essay to the person. Just one, and you can carry on all day long. It's Father's Day. <laughs> but I, I'm encouraged just by the fact that God wants to reveal Himself to us more. Because, friends, you and I can see, if we can see, we're, we're blessed to, to be a blessing. We are filled so that we can refresh others. God has placed within us the ability to hear His voice. He's not far away. He's not distant, but He is actually close by. And so I want you and I to learn how to live in perfect harmony, in perfect pitch with the Holy Spirit. Not just somehow, somehow, ooh, maybe I'll hear Him, but actually no. When He touches, it fills my whole heart and mind. Every aspect of my life. It's filled with Him. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.